I love basketball. I love everything about the game. I love the competition. I love going to the arena. I love the smell of popcorn. I love the competition. I love being in a place where people are giving their all, where the players are fully committed. They're all dialed in. They're helping one another. But what I love most about the game of basketball is the fact of seeing a team be a team. I love watching teams work together when they're clicking, when they're in sync, when they're making passes, when they're making plays, when they're shooting and they're scoring the ball. And if you're a Spurs fan, a couple of years ago, we had the privilege of watching three players do this like magic. We were able to see Timmy with his quiet, confident leadership. We were able to see Tony with his consistency at the point guard position. We were able to see Manu come off the bench and make plays and make things happen. I loved watching Manu dive for a ball as it went out of bounds just to save a play. And I believe that God is inviting us to be a team, to work together, to make a difference. For you see, you and I, most of us will never be NBA champions. In fact, I will never be a good basketball player. In fact, I'll never be the first pick or even the second to the last pick on a basketball team because basketball is not my sport. I can't dribble, I can't shoot, I can't pass the ball very well. I think that's part of the reason why I'm a pastor because hooping isn't my thing. I just can't seem to do it. I think many of us, when we come and we approach this idea of making an impact, we feel like we have to be something great. And the truth is we just have to show up. God is not calling us to be Tony or Timmy or Manu. He's not inviting us to be Magic or Bird or Jordan. He's not inviting us to be Steph or to be LeBron or even Kobe. He's just inviting us to be ourselves, to fully lean in to who he's created us to be. In fact, God, I believe, is asking us to be generous with our life to live, love, and give generously of who we are. Because truly, when it comes to God, who we are is more than enough. And that's all God expects us to do. All he expects us to do is to be generous with the life that he's given us. And that's the title of today's message, Be Generous. Be generous. Be generous. Be willing to live, love, and give generously to make a kingdom impact. Be willing to give generously of your time, your treasure, and your talent to make a kingdom impact. I believe God is inviting us as a church to be a team and to work together to make a kingdom impact. That's what you are created to do. You are created to make an impact for the Lord. And I just want us to lean in and say, God, help us become generous. Did you know that God created generosity not because he needed to get something from us, but because he wanted to get something to us? God created generosity because he wants to get to us the joy of being generous. God doesn't need anything from us. He wants our worship. And the reason he wants our worship is because it benefits us and because it acknowledges who he truly is. God's just inviting us to show up and be generous to him because when we're generous to him, we discover the joy of being generous to him and to other people. And my prayer for you as your pastor is that you'll discover the joy of being generous, that you'll just allow God to speak to you. In fact, 
I want to invite you to pray this prayer in your own heart today, even right now. Be willing to say, God, how do you want me to be generous? God, how do you want me to be generous? How do you want me to live out generosity in my life? I believe that if you pray that prayer in faith, God will speak directly and clearly to you about what you can do to live, to love, and to give generously. See, Jesus, he talks about generosity from the perspective of our heart because generosity is really a heart issue. It's not a time, a treasure, or a talent issue. It's not about resources. It's not about our investment. It's more about our heart. You see, the only thing that God wants to get from us is, from our, is, is our heart. That's all God wants. God wants our full devotion. He wants our heart. In fact, Jesus said this in Luke 12, 34, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. He wants us to treasure him and to treasure his people because if we do, our heart will follow. And sometimes we have to step out in faith and just be generous. And what we'll discover is that when we invest our time, our treasure, and our talent, and we give it to God, our heart will follow. Sometimes we have to step out in faith and just be strong and courageous. At Westover, we believe that giving to God is not a burden. It's actually an opportunity to allow God to work through us. It's an opportunity for us to see how God can use us to make an impact. And my prayer is that you'll hear the heart of God in this. Allow him to speak to you about how you can be generous. So today I want to invite you to join me in Joshua chapter 1. We're going to look at how God was generous to the nation of Israel and how he led them into the promised land. I want to invite you to join me in verses 7 and 8. Then we're going to look at verses 10 and 11 and then verse 16. Open up your Bible. Open up your Westover app. Let's look at the word of God together. This is God speaking to Joshua and the nation of Israel. He says this. Be strong and very courageous. Say very. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. God created us to be successful. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. God wants you to be prosperous and successful, but the only way that we can do that is by following his word. Now look how Joshua responds in verses 10 and 11 and what he says to the people of God. So Joshua, ordered the officers, so Joshua ordered the officers of the people, go through the camp and tell the people, get your provisions ready. Three days from now, you will cross the Jordan here to go into the land and take possession of it. The Lord your God is giving to you for your very own. I love how the people respond in verse 16. Then they answered Joshua, whatever you have commanded us, we will do. And, whatever, and wherever you send us, we will go. I love how they respond. They're not holding anything back. They're willing to go all in. They're willing to give God their very best. And I believe that God's inviting us to do the same. In fact, I want to share with you one thought from this passage and from today's message. It's simply this. Generosity is God's mindset. Generosity is God's mindset. It is, it is his default attitude and action. It's how he always responds. He is always generous all the time to all people. He gives us more than we deserve. He gives us better than we expect. He gives, us, he gives to us because he loves us. He is a good and generous God. 
And whatever we put in his hands, he has the capacity to multiply. He's just inviting us to give him the full, the full expression of who we are and say, God, I'm willing to give you all that I am and all that I have. If we're willing to do that, we can see God do miracles in our life. In fact, what God was telling the nation of Israel here and he's telling us today is he's telling us, adopt my generous mindset. Adopt my generous mindset. He wanted them to adopt his mindset, not to live the way their parents lived, not to live the way other people used to live. He wanted them to understand that he is a generous God and that he wanted them to step out in faith and be willing to follow, follow him. He's telling them, pay attention to what you're doing. Follow my word. Stay close. Pay attention. Don't get distracted either to the right or to the left. Fully apply my word in your life and I will prosper you. God is telling us to do the same. In fact, what he tells them and he tells us is that we need to monitor what we meditate on because what we meditate on multiplies. We need to monitor what we meditate on because what we meditate on multiplies. Let me give you some examples. If you buy a new car, you meditate on taking care of it. Now, I see some of you, when you get a brand new car and you go to HEB, you park in the very last spot because you don't want anybody to bump your car. You want to make sure to take care of it. For those of you who have a fantasy football team, if you have the Cowboys on it or praying, come on, we got we to gotta do better. But if you have a fantasy football team, what you'll discover is that you'll start paying attention to the stats and the scores. If you make a stock investment, what you'll discover is that you'll pay attention to the stock market because you want to see if it will grow. What we meditate on multiplies. It defines the focus of our mind and our heart and our life. That's why God was so insistent to the nation of Israel and, and to us as well that we would monitor and make sure that we meditate on his word. And what God is telling us in his word is this. If you're willing to if you're willing to meditate on my word, I will multiply blessings in your life. If you want to have multiplied blessings in your life, make sure to meditate on God's word because God's word is living and active and it'll grow in your heart and it'll grow in your life. You'll discover principles of wisdom about how to move forward. In fact, I just want to share this and I haven't shared this in other messages is that if you want God's wisdom, be willing to read the book of Proverbs. It's a book of wisdom. There's 31 chapters. If you're willing to read one chapter every day, what you'll discover is that God will give you his wisdom and he'll give you, he'll give you success not only in your life, in your marriage, in your family, in your future, and even in your business. God can do that. That's why God says in verse 8, make sure to keep the full book of the law. Make sure to follow it. Make sure to pay attention to everything. He's wanting us to meditate on his word. But you know, we... we can, we, we have to make sure that we not only just meditate on it, but that we actually apply it to our life because obedience is the thing that unlocks success. We need to obey right away. We need to obey God's word. And sometimes it takes a lot of courage to obey God's word. Sometimes there's moments when we say amen to God's word and there's other times when it goes, ooh, oh my, ouch. But here's what I've, what I've discovered. Anytime we obey God's word, our life gets better. Understanding can wait, but obedience can't. And this is the fundamental issue with the first generation that heard the promise of God about the promised land. 
They heard the promise, but they weren't willing to be obedient, and so they missed out on the promised land. They backed away. They weren't willing to go all in with God. They held back their devotion. They heard rumors. They heard what the world was saying, and they missed out on their blessing. But the second generation, 40 years later, they chose to trust God's word. They chose to be obedient. They chose to be strong and courageous. They chose to obey God's word. And because of that, they stepped into the promised land. And God is saying to us, if we're willing to obey his word, we can step into the promised land he has for us as well. And this is the invitation. He's saying, be willing to obey my word. Because in just a couple days, you'll step into the promised land that I have for you. He says, get your provisions ready. He's saying, don't focus on the fact that you're in the wilderness. Focus in on the promised land. I'm here to share with some, some folks. You may look at the fact that you're in a wilderness right now. Stop focusing on the wilderness that you're in right now. Focus on the promised land that God has promised to you. Begin to set your mind and your heart on that. Because what you'll discover is when you set your mind and heart on that, God will grab you by the hand and he'll pull you into the promised land. And this is what God can do. This is what God can do. He wants us to be generous with our life and say, God, I'm gonna give you everything so he can pull us into the future he has for us. I believe under the authority of scripture that God has a promised land for each one of us. And the reason why God gave the promised land to the nation of Israel is because he loved them. Because for God, generosity is an act of love. Just a handful of days ago, I had the privilege of sitting next to a really good friend of mine and he began to give me an update on how his family was doing. He told me that his adult daughter recently got a job in San Diego, and he was super proud of her. And then he got a phone call from his daughter, and his daughter said to, her, said to him, Dad, I'm tired. I'm tired of bumming rides from my friends. I'm tired of Ubering and paying a whole bunch of money. She said, Dad, would you be willing to bring me my car? And he said, yes, Absolutely. I will bring you your car. Now, mind you, he lives in San Antonio and she lives in San Diego now. He told me, Pastor John, I drove 22 hours straight to take her car to her. And then he looked me in the eyes and with a smile on his face, he said, Pastor John, isn't that exactly what dads do? I looked at him and I smiled as well and I nodded. I said, absolutely, that's what dads do. Dads are willing to go all in for their kids. Dads are willing to give. Dads are willing to love. Dads are willing to forego sleep. Dads are willing to go uh, wake up early and go to sleep late. They're willing to miss a meal. They're willing to give everything they can for their kids. And God is the same way. God is a good father and he is generous and he wants to bless us. In fact, John 3.16 tells us, many of you know it, for God so loved the world that he did what? He gave generously. He gave us Jesus. Do you know that giving Jesus to us was very expensive for God? It cost him everything. But God was willing to do it because he loves us. The generosity of God was expressed on the cross to us because he loves us. Generosity is an act of love. I believe that the reason why God gave the nation of Israel the promised land was for two reasons. He gave them everything because, number one, they were obedient and gave God everything. And number two, they had the right heart. God wants to develop generosity in our heart. Verses 7 and 8 talk, tell us about their obedience to God's word. 
And then verse 16 tells us about their heart attitude. They said, wherever you send us, we will go. And whatever you tell us to do, we will do. But here's what the word of God tells us about a heart of generosity. In 2 Corinthians 9, 7, it says this, that God loves a cheerful giver. He wants us to give, but give with the right heart. And I'm here to share with you that we as a church, we've adopted this mindset. We want to be above and beyond generous. In fact, we say it this way. We love when we give. We love when we give. We love when we give. We love to be generous. We love to give and to bless other people. It's the reason why we give generously to students in in Nicaragua to to build a Bible school so that they can step into the calling that God has for them. It's the reason why we give to pastors in Africa to build a dorm so that they can get equipped and so that they can lead the congregations that God has entrusted to them. It's the reason why we give to teachers every school year to make sure that teachers have resources in their pocket so they can provide not only for themselves but also for their students. It's the reason why we give to the food bank so that Families in our community who are struggling can have food. It's the reason why we give to Convoy of Hope when disasters happen. It's the reason why we give to One Day to Feed the World through Convoy of Hope so that we can feed children who don't have a warm meal. In fact, I want to remind us that because of our generosity last year, this year we are feeding every day 1,700 kids around the world. There are kids every day who fold their hands and pray for their meal and they thank God for the meal and they thank God for you, for your willingness to live, love, and give generously. I'm praying in my heart that when you get to heaven, there's a kid that comes up to you and says, thank you. Thank you for loving me enough to give. I not only got a warm plate of food, but I also heard about Jesus. And I'm here to say thank you to you. I'm praying that that would be your experience when you step on the other side of heaven. We believe that giving is an act of love. It's the reason why we're gonna go all in. It's the reason why we're gonna continue to have a sports ministry and invite people from our community to come on our campus because we want them to discover the love of God through us. It's the reason why we're gonna reach out and we're gonna make sure that more people know who Jesus is. They learn to meet him and follow him because if they follow Jesus, he can change their life. It's the reason why we're gonna continue to fight for marriages so that marriages can be healed and restored and so that families can be reunited and so that kids and students can know that God loves them He has a purpose for them, and he's calling them forward. We're going to go all in because God went all in for us. We're going to be generous because God has been generous to us. And we want you to discover the joy of being generous. I'm praying that you'll allow God to speak to you about how you can be generous to make a kingdom impact. Here at Westover, we created what's called a generosity ladder. It's to help you discover where you're at in your generosity journey. No matter where you're at in the generosity journey, I want to allow you, I want to encourage you to allow God to speak to you. On this generosity ladder, there are five levels of giving. And the first level is a new giver. So if you've never given before, I want to invite you to give. Just give. Just try it out. Just try it out. Allow God to express his joy to you about your faithfulness in giving. And if you're a new giver, we're inviting you to become a regular giver. Let it become something that you do regularly as part of your faith experience. 
Be willing to, to set it up as a reoccurring thing that you do. You pay your bills every month and you do it faithfully. Be willing to do the same and make faith giving part of your regular experience. And if you're a regular giver, we're inviting you to become an intentional giver. Allow God to speak to you about what you could give to make a kingdom impact. Maybe for some of you, it's just to give a certain amount. I'm not here to tell you what that is, but I believe God could speak that to you. Maybe it's to give a percentage of what he's entrusted to you. If he speaks it, be willing to give it. Why? Because when we're obedient, God can bless us. If we're obedient, God can bless us. And I promise you, if you give what God tells you to give, he'll never leave you in a place where you lack because God is good and faithful. He's more than enough. He's more than generous to each one of us. And if you're an intentional giver, we're inviting you to trust God with the tithe, to be willing to give a tithe with great joys, with great joy. Here's what we believe as a church, is that all that we have and all that, we be that belongs to us actually belongs to God. That in in includes our time, our talent, and our resources. And so here's what we believe, that everything that God has entrusted to us, everything that comes in with our paycheck belongs to him. We believe that God can do more with the 90 that he lets us keep than the 100 we think we own. God can bless above and beyond. And if you're a tithing giver, God's inviting you to become an extravagant giver. It's being willing, being willing to say to God, what would you have me give God to make a kingdom impact? What would you have me keep? What would you have me keep, God? There's something you want me to give, but what would you have me keep? I believe God can speak to your heart and allow you to be generous. Allow him to speak to you. Be willing to climb the generosity ladder. In fact, we're challenging all of our volunteers and leaders to level up in their giving and to be generous. We're inviting every person on our volunteer team to climb one step up the, the giving ladder, to be willing to say, God, I'm willing to trust you. Let's lead from the front. Let's live, love, and give generously. Let's step into the promised land first to secure the promised land for other people. Let's be willing to say, God, I'm giving you everything. All that I have and all that I am belongs to you. I believe that if we do it, God's gonna bless this church above and beyond. In fact, we as a church, we're going above and beyond generous for you. Why? Because God's expecting that of us. We're gonna lead the way in living and giving generously. That's the reason why I'm here to share with you some really great news. We are making Ramsey Plus available as a church. Many of you know who Dave Ramsey is. He has a radio program. He talks about how we can live and give generously, how we can, how we can find a way to steward our finances with God's help. And we're making this available to you. It's a website. And we want you to hear more about what Ramsey Plus is all about because we want to invest in you. So I invite you right now to take a look.
Look, money's just really, really tight right now. It's tough. Yeah, I get it. We were in the same place as you guys, but this completely changed our lives. Okay. We're gonna do it. I really appreciate it. All right, let's do it. Good financial planning and applying these principles of living debt-free, of living on a budget, work, and we call them the baby steps. If you want to take control of your future, you have to get on a budget. When you do this, you start working together. The fastest way to become wealthy is to get control of your income. On average, members find an extra $395 in the first month. We're giving you all the tools, support, and teaching you need to take control of your money. <laughs> Emergencies are going to happen. That's why the emergency fund is critical. Any money we have is going at this debt. We're knocked that out as fast and as hard as we can. When you don't have any payments, you know what you got? Money. Hey guys, congrats on that new baby. Now let's pay off that debt and get you into a new home. Hello? Hey, guess what? Get to it! We're, We're debt free! free! <laughs> if you will live like no one else, later you can live and give like no one else. And here is the best part. Ramsey Plus, we're giving it away to everyone in the church for free. Everybody's going to have access to Ramsey Plus. We want to invest in you. We want to invest in how you steward what God has entrusted to you. We want you to discover how you can steward God's money God's way. How you can discover financial freedom. How you can step forward in your finances and allow God to multiply blessings in your life. And we, we don't want there to be a barrier in your life, and so we're making this available for free to you and to your family. And we want to invite you to step in. Be bold. Allow God to speak to you. Because if you learn how to win with God's money, God's way, he can bless you with more. God's word says this, that if we're faithful with the little, he can entrust much more. And this is a great way to set yourself up to allow God to be prosperous in your life and to produce success. And as a pastor, I just want to share with you, let's go all in. Let's live and love and give generously. It's going to take all of us. Let's be a team. Let's work together to make a kingdom impact. There are people God is trying to reach, and he wants you to be a part of the journey of what he's doing here at Westover. And we want to invite you to allow God to speak to your heart about what you could do to make a kingdom impact. Maybe it's to serve. If God's speaking to you about serving, be willing to be obedient. Say, yes, God, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna step in. Yes, I may be a little bit nervous about it, but I'm gonna be strong and courageous. I'm gonna follow what you're saying to me. And if I do, you're gonna lead me in. In fact, here at Westover, today is draft day. We wanna draft you 
into the team of Westover. We want to invite you to join us to make a kingdom impact, not only here at this church, but in our community. Everyone here at Westover has a place on the team. Everyone can play. Everyone belongs on the team. No one sits on the sidelines. Today is draft day, and God's inviting us to join him in what he's doing. So be willing to say yes. Maybe you've already signed up. We encourage you to take the next step and take the Love People class. Be willing to discover how you can step forward and serve God by serving others. Maybe for some of you, it's to climb the generosity ladder. Whatever God speaks, be willing to be obedient. And I promise that you're going to experience the joy of God and the blessing of God because of your obedience. And today, as I close, I want to invite you to stand. And as you stand, I just want to share one thought with you. I want to invite you to plow your heart. The word plow stands for pray, listen, and obey, and expect a God wow. To pray, to listen, and obey, and expect a God wow. Here's what your prayer is today. is saying, God, how do you want me to be generous? God, speak to me about how I can be generous with my life. You've been generous to me. Tell me how I need to be generous with my life. And I believe that if you pray that in faith, and you're willing to listen and obey, God will produce an, um, an amazing wow in your life. And I just want to pray over you that God would bless you. But here's what I'd invite you to do. I'd invite you to raise your hands. Why do we raise our hands? It's a sign of surrender to God. It's also a sign to say, God, I'm open. My heart is open to speak. Speak to me today. So I invite you to bow your heads and close your eyes. And I want to pray over you. God, I pray for each person that is here, God, that you would speak clearly to them about how they can be generous how they can align with your word and align with what you're saying. I pray, Lord, you speak to every heart about how they can live, love, and give generously to you. And I pray, Lord, that as they follow you, that you will make them prosperous and successful in their life. Give them your peace. Give them your joy. Give them your grace. Give them what they need and more, God. You're a good and faithful God. Be generous to them. Prove to them your faithfulness and how you are a God who has a generous mindset. Bless your people today. May they be willing to say yes to you. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen, amen and amen. If you want to step in, our draft day experience is in the main lobby. We would love to greet you. We have people from our ministry teams who would love to help you get activated and step in and serve. We invite you. Come check it out. We want to help you get activated in what God is calling you to do. It's a pleasure to have you here at Westover this weekend. God bless you, and we are dismissed.